I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, December the 6th. Hope you're having a great day and we're glad to have you with us here on the radio 95.9 FM. Uh, we welcome you, those listening here in Roanoke Rapids. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, those in other places on the radio app and those on the podcast, maybe listening at a different time, uh, we're wel welcoming you also. And then those watching today on Facebook and those watching on YouTube today, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day. Hope you're getting ready for Christmas. Hard to believe it's a couple weeks away and uh, it will be here before we know it. Happy birthday today to Perry Dickens. Hope you have a great day, Brother Perry, and uh, you certainly are a blessing. And then also a happy birthday today uh, to one of our young ladies in the church and school, Bella Short. And Bella, I hope you have a wonderful day. Happy birthday to you. We're looking forward to a great service tomorrow night our prayer meeting and Bible study. Uh, teens on Target, Master Clubs all meet tomorrow night. It'll be a little bit shorter service. We'll have our annual business meeting uh, after the service, but we're looking forward to a great time uh, together tomorrow night. And then don't miss Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday school, 10 o'clock, morning service at 11, and then Sunday evening, our Christmas cantata. You say, what in the world is a cantata? Well, it's a musical, whatever you want to call it, but our choir is going to be singing, uh, adult choir, our, our children's choir will sing. Uh, we'll have some special music groups. We'll have some soloists. We'll have the instruments. It's going to be a wonderful service, and uh, you don't want to miss that. Sunday night, 6 o'clock, and just make plans to be here uh, for that. We're looking forward to it. Let's pray for our school today. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Uh, let's pray for our country, and uh, let's pray for one another. Pray that God would help us and bless us, and uh, that uh, God would give comfort to those who've lost loved ones. I pray for those with physical needs. God would give strength and healing to them. Here's a song by the Williams family, and uh, we certainly enjoyed having them with us uh, back in September. They were also with us in June, but uh, here's a great song. I think I'll just go on with God. I hope you enjoyed this song, and after this song, we'll be in our Bible study in Psalm 119. Find the negative. 
Amen for that. Psalm 119, verse number 57. We started this yesterday, and uh, the psalmist writes and says, Thou, speaking of the Lord, thou art my portion. And remember, we talked about that word yesterday, that word portion. We're not talking about just God's a little sliver or God's a little slice of your life, but literally God is, is the reward. God is the inheritance that David claims. And he says, I want the Lord. I need the Lord. Thou art my portion, O Lord. We saw that yesterday. Today, I want you to see the second half of verse 57. He says, I have said that I would keep thy words. Now think about how that is uh, worded there. David says, I have said that I would keep thy words. Now it's a good thing to keep the words of God. That word means to obey or to follow, uh, to, 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 to do what God has said. It's a good thing to keep God's words. But David says, I have said. You know what that means? David made it public. David made a promise. He made a commitment. He made a vow. And you say, well, yeah, I'm going to keep God's words, but I'm not really going to tell anybody about it. You know, that way, if it doesn't work out, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> well, can I tell you, you ought to make it public. That might be the very thing that keeps you accountable. That might be the very thing that keeps you on track. I think it'd be good to make some decisions for God and to let people know. Say, you know, I've made a decision. I'm going to read my Bible every day. And then maybe ask somebody, say, can you, can you check up on me? I've made a decision. I'm going to pray every day and, and let people know about it. You say, well, what happens if you miss a day? Well, then you get back up the next day and you go after it again, but you don't quit. Uh, if you don't tell anybody, uh, you may be tempted to say, well, I missed yesterday, so I might as well miss again today. And I've missed two days in a row. Might as well just make it three. Oh, well, you know, no hope for me. I can't do anything. No, no, no. Uh, uh, make a commitment. Make a vow. Uh, make a decision to, to let people know. David says, I have said that I would keep thy words. We're getting close to January. And you know what happens in January, right? Everybody goes on a diet or everybody goes on an exercise program or I shouldn't say everybody, most people or a lot of people do. And, and, and it's easy maybe in January, oh yeah, it's a new year. Well, if you don't do something to keep yourself accountable, it's going to be so easy to fall off the wagon, right? It's going to be so easy to say, oh, I don't feel like exercising today. Oh, it's been a busy day. Oh, it's been tough. And, and what's, it's, such a, it's such a unique situation because when you don't exercise like you should, then you also say, but I am hungry. Oh, but it is nine o'clock at night and I haven't exercised today, but oh, I'm starving. Boy, I could go for a piece of that pizza or whatever, you know? And so you, you, you get accountable. When I was in high school, uh, I played soccer at our Christian school and I played basketball. My brother, Joel, is four years younger than I am, uh, but in school, he was five years behind me. That's right, four years younger, but five years behind me. So when I was a senior, he was in seventh grade. So we did get a year where we got to play on the soccer team together. And uh, I was the oldest on the team, a senior, and he was in seventh grade. Well, you know what we started doing? We started running. That summer, we would run in the mornings. We'd get up early and we'd run uh, to try to get in shape for soccer. And then during soccer, we kept, kept that up, trying to stay ready for basketball. And it was interesting because there were some mornings that I didn't feel like running. But I thought, ah, I don't want to tell my little brother, yeah, you know, I'm, too, I'm not, you know, man enough or I'm a wimp or I don't feel like it. 
you know, and I'm sure there were a lot of days he didn't feel like it either, but because we were doing it together, you know what we were doing? We were keeping each other accountable. Uh, that's so important in the Christian life. I have somebody that can help to keep you accountable. I have a prayer partner. I have a, a soul winning partner. I have a ministry partner. I have somebody that you can encourage each other because there's going to be some days when you're going to feel down and they're going to lift you up. And there's some days they're going to feel down and you can lift them up. But it works when you have somebody to keep you accountable. Uh, you don't always feel like it, but if you know you got somebody that's counting on you, uh, you're, you're, you're committed to say, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do that. Uh, my brother and I, we used to run and some of those mornings in the summer, boy, it'd be so cold. Uh, not, not, not in the summer cold, but it'd be, it'd be cool in the mornings. And, uh, boy, then there'd be other mornings where it was already hot and humid. And uh, I remember the, the path we would run there on that road in Geneseo and brother Nathan, you've been there, uh, uh Hazelwood West and you'd run down a curve and it was downhill and then up a hill and then down and back up. And uh, then you get to Stagecoach Road. And at Stagecoach Road, you could turn left or right. And if you turn right at Stagecoach Road, it went down another hill. And there was a mailbox down there that if you went to that mailbox, you went one mile there and then one mile back. And then there was another one that was like a mile and a half or whatever over that next uh, hill. But over that next hill, there was a hog farm. And let me tell you, that hog farm, you, you try running a mile or a little more, and then you get to a point where you run right past a hog farm and you got to try to hold your breath while you're running. That takes talent right there because it's good to breathe while you're running. And boy, you'd, we'd run past that and you'd be like, oh, that is so nasty. That is so sick. You know, you'd run as fast as you could to get past it. And then you get past it and then you turn around and you say, oh, here we go. We got to go right past it one more time. But those are some funny memories. And those are some neat things. But, you know, we, we did it because we made a decision. We said, we want to be ready for soccer season. We want to be ready for basketball. We want to be in shape. We don't want to get to that first practice and be dying and, and collapsing and, you know, oh, we can't do it. We wanted to be ready. And in the Christian life, do some things to keep yourself in shape spiritually. Do some, uh, some things to keep yourself walking with God and trusting God and, and seeking God every day. Uh, you ought to have some things that you say, I'm going to memorize some scripture. Uh, this week. I'm going to get a verse and I'm going to memorize it. Uh, you ought to have some verses you meditate on. You, you just, you think about it and you ask God to speak to you and you ask God to help you. Maybe you've got some areas in your life where you need to get some victories. Can I tell you, God can help you get the victory through the power of the word of God. Uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. David makes a promise. He says, I have said that I would keep thy words. That's not always gonna be easy. It's not always gonna be easy. You're gonna have people that will fight against you. I promise you, your flesh is going to fight against you and the devil's going to fight against you. You're going to have to fight through it. It's going to be difficult at times. Just like with exercise, what do they say? Uh, no pain, no gain, right? If exercise, if that were easy, everybody would be doing it. But it's not easy. It takes some work. And the Christian life is much the same. The Christian life is a battle. It's a fight. It, it's warfare. The Bible says you have to resist the devil. The Bible says you, you run the race with patience. The Bible says you press toward the mark. It takes effort. It takes work. But, but decide today and, and say it 
and, and make, it, make it known that you are going to do what God's Word says. You're going to keep God's words. If you're going to claim the Lord as your portion, like the first part of this verse says, Thou art my portion, O Lord. If you're going to make God your portion and your inheritance and, and God is your reward and God is who you want, you're going to have to be willing to live according to His Word. It will not be easy. I'll just tell you that right now. You say, well, Pastor, I thought this was the winning side. I thought you were supposed to be encouraging. And now you're telling us it's not even going to be easy. You're right. It's not going to be easy to live for God, but it will be worth it. And you will have no regrets if you'll live for God. You'll have no regrets uh, for the sacrifices you make, for the decisions you make, for the, the, the fighting you do against the devil, and for the, the stands you take against the world, and for the running you do in the race of the Christian life. You'll have no regrets. You'll never regret living for God. It's not easy. But let me tell you this, it is worth it. I hope you have a great day. I hope that helps you today. And make some decisions and let people know and be able to say like David, I have said that I would keep thy words. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a wonderful day today. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.